Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. documentary time it is friday if you are downloading the free version we are ready to roll with this week's documentary can i just jump in no okay very quickly my old mate howard merrick got in touch played rugby with him back in the day in the back row good lad they're doing a cycle ride from i think from cardiff to scotland for raising money for the dolly weir foundation which obviously okay. is a course close to our hearts. So if we yeah. could put a link to that, there's a Just Given page. And if you've got a couple of spare shekels, we just put a link to that on the top there, can we? I'll sort that out. That's perfectly Lovely, cool. Mate. Good luck. Good luck, though. It'll take fucking ages. Yeah, it won't take a while, won't it? He's, he's regretting it badly. Like Cardiff to Scotland. It's 550 Fuck miles it. or something. I've like driven that. That takes fucking ages. I know. I mean, he regretted it. How long are they allowed for it? Uh, I don't know. Where, where's the... I mean, he did send me... 24 hours. <laughs> You can imagine. He's coming on the 3rd of February. Good man, H. Thank you very much. I'll see you at the stadium. See you for a pint afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, we'll sort that out. We'll stick a link on the episode description. Lovely. It is Friday. It is part two of the podcast. If this is how you consume the pods, perfectly cool. All good. All happy. If you'd rather have this land in your inbox on Tuesdays, then head to patreon.com slash distantpod. Read all about how you can do that. Four quid a month. You can get yourself involved, so a quid an episode. You can get yourself the full episode, which is even longer than the two parts that you are currently listening to because we do a second round of clips. And it'd be very helpful. Well, we'd be very grateful. It would be very helpful. It, it means that we can do this and prioritise it over other work, Yeah, basically. If there's a salary there, then we could do it as a job. Yeah. If there's not, then it squeezes in in between all the other stuff. Yeah, indeed. So, yeah, the, the more salary that we can get, the more we can prioritise it in life. Yeah. Perfectly simple, perfectly cool way of doing things. So patreon.com slash distantpod, or if you go to Spotify and you search for the Socially Distant Sports Bar Extra, that's where you can find the longer second round of clips versions 
of the pod. So the documentary choice this week was mine. We haven't done many audio documentaries. I like it though. Elle chose some stuff in the past. And weirdly, it's kind of what I did a lot of in my career. And yet I've never really dipped my toes into it for this podcast. I don't know why. Mm. So I'm probably going to do it a little bit more over this year because I quite like documentary podcasts. I'm quite a fan of that genre. And this particular series, 30 for 30, kind of changed the game a little bit as far as sports podcasts were concerned, as far as sports documentary podcasts were concerned, because those guys put in as much effort to these as was put into TV documentaries, which didn't used to happen. So they kind of changed the game a little bit. This episode is called The Six Who Sat, and it is about two iconic moments, two photographs in marathon running, which sort of changed it. One of them we've spoken about when Ellis chose a clip in episode 50 of the pod. So we've done a little bit on the first story, which is the photograph of the race director trying to remove an athlete from the 1968 Boston Marathon. What a bellend. Which is... Which, <laughs> which, You're his voice in this clip. Ah, oh, and, and boy, in this come across as a massive yeah. asshole. Um, yep, yep. <laughs> and the second photo is from 1972, from the New York Marathon, which is a story I didn't know anything about no, until I listened to this podcast, which is about six female athletes who decide to make a protest at the start of the New York Marathon. Hello and welcome to 30 for 30 podcast from ESPN Films and ESPN Audio. My name is Jody Abigail. This week, episode three of our fourth season, a story all about a pivotal moment, a protest in long distance running. Running is the most popular form of exercise in the world. Today, around the globe, there are more than a thousand marathons annually. But before the 1970s, running, especially here in the United States, was a fringe sport. No one even made running shoes in the United States. But for women runners, the trouble went way past a lack of shoes. Women were actively discouraged from running for a number of reasons, both within the running community and by society at large. This week's story is about a time when that started to change, a time bracketed by two key moments captured in two key photographs. One you may have seen, the other probably not. Here we go with The Six Who Sat. So, like I say, I, I love this series. I, yeah, good choice, I mate. love the 30 for 30 TV ones. We've done a lot of those down the years. Jody, who is the guy who's in charge of the 30 for 30 podcasts, I met up with him while I was out in New York, went to his house and did some stuff for my students, did an interview with Jody. Oh, um, wow. Sort of around how they constructed this whole series. And what a lovely man. Just mm. proper nice dude. So the whole construct of this episode is brilliant. And like I say, I knew the first part of this story. Yeah, yeah. Second part was completely new to me. So the first part was one that you'd chosen in the past, Al. It was a clip that we talked about on... Did we talk about it on the TV show as well? I think I think we talked about it on Down the Clubhouse as well. That's in Switzer. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is a real hero of mine. Every time I read about her or when she is interviewed, she comes across fantastically. Mm. She, what a pioneer. What a pioneer. So women weren't allowed to run in marathons in case their uteruses dropped out, <laughs> which sounds like a really twee phrase to chuck out fell there. Off. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, imagine, imagine that being the, in case your uterus yeah. drops out. You can't hurdle what? in case you catch your balls on a hurdle. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the more insane, but 
perpetrated by medical experts theories that I've ever heard of. She was told that by her GP. Yeah. Well, that's going back to my Graham Hancock thing earlier, right? When he's saying yeah. about, you know, he, he gets derided for being a pseudo-archaeologist and a pseudo-scientist. I'm not I'm neither of those things. I'm an investigative journalist. I don't, you know, I, I just look at things and try to find out why they are like they are. I'm, I'm not yeah. professing to be an archaeologist, right? There's a there's quite a strict dogma, that obviously, that they subscribe to, right? And I like archaeology. But the same thing with this GP. He would have been to a medical school yeah. where they told him that if women do this sort of thing, their uterus is going to fall out. Yeah. So he tells her that. And it's clearly bollocks. I read um, Sapiens and I read, I think it's called something like Guns, Germs and Steel. And <laughs> by like early man. And Guns, how, okay. Germs also, and Steel. And how like early humans. Right, okay. Early man. Mm. And the Christopher McDougall book, Born to Run, he talks about this. Yeah. And, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago, pre-agriculture, running was an enormous part of everyone's lives you had to run you had to run to hunt running we're designed to run and when you look at little kids running you realize that running's fun mm. kids run everywhere because it's a laugh yes and then you, you you get out of the habit usually by about the age of 10 i think yeah like i watch my son my son will run from the living room to his bedroom because that's just the way he gets to places and yet by the 1960s right at the start of the podcast the presenter says Jogging was a real minority sport in mm. the US. No, people just thought you were weird. You couldn't buy jogging clothes. I, me- I remember reading in about Catherine Switzer, she was running in like nurses' shoes because they were light. You know, they weren't. You, you, nowadays, you can go to a running shop and there'll be a treadmill on the shop floor and they yeah. will assess the way you run and they will look at your gait and they will effectively diagnose the kind of slowly and reluctantly yeah yeah but they will they will affect the kind they will diagnose <laughs> you and then they will sell you a certain kind of running shoe based on that i mean running is huge here are shoes for a reluctant runner mr Buffins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. built-in <laughs> excuses brilliant <laughs> i see people running all the time and in the 60s marathons just seemed insane because they're 26 miles yeah and oddball men were allowed to do them yeah and women weren't allowed to do them at all no, it's nuts, crazy, isn't it? It's absolutely yeah. nuts. Is it the American Amateur Athletic Union or something like that? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think women were allowed to go up to 1,500 metres. Was that the, the I think that was distance? as far as they were allowed to go, yeah. So a mile effect. I was listening to a couple of the people on this and people talking yeah. about them on this. And I'd like to retract my earlier statement that the Welsh Rugby Union are the worst uh, organisation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Christ, they make every other organisation look positively progressive, don't they? Yeah, I, like Greenpeace. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. For not running with a chaperone. Or there were these various... You couldn't run for more than a mile and a half. Yes. And then even when they brought the... When they, relax, when they relaxed the ban, which seems ridiculous yeah. to say. Yeah. Certain women would be exempt. In other words, ones that were too old to have kids. Certain women could run in certain races. And then it cuts yeah. to a clip where uh, one of the uh, female athletes just goes, whatever that means. <laughs> it's just a beautiful bit of editing. It's just going, the fuck is that as a rule? Yeah, yeah. One woman, I can't remember what her name is, she says, I was an adult. Mm. Yeah. And they were telling me I couldn't run to places. That doesn't make any sense. And then, you know, eventually, 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 a lot, after a lot of protests and a lot of campaigning, they were allowed to compete in marathons, but they had to start 10 minutes before the men because yeah. they didn't want the men and women to mix. Which is, and then, I mean, I'm jumping forward ahead to this, to the protest in the 72 New York Marathon. Mm. So they, the, the female race started, 
and then the, the men were going to start 10 minutes later. And at the gun, they just sit down to, to make their protest and make their points. And then the men start 10 minutes later, having had all these photos taken and created this iconic protest. And what they did was, amazingly, they allowed the women to run, but then they added 10 minutes onto their times. Yeah. I could, the pettiness of that. Yeah. I, I, it blew my mind. So one of them, she'd, she'd run the marathon in 3.29, but she's like, no, I ran it in 3.19. But they counted the 10 minutes I was sitting down with a black card. Just the language involved, right? When we talk about sexism in obviously golf clubs, it was rife and uh, in rugby and football, you know, it, it's it's rife in sport and society, right? Yeah. When they, the, Some of the language, when they saw games being, and it was, it was women and sort of, God forbid you're a professional as well. Women or professionals yeah. were like were like verboten completely. Yeah. The, you, you ran in a contaminated race. Yes. Yes. So, and that you could yeah, yeah. be contaminated by running in a contaminate. What a, what a, just the terminology of it. Well, the AAU had a rule where, yeah, if you ran in a race that a female runner had run in, as a bloke, you could then be banned or not selected for events because you'd be party to the disobedience of their rules. But also, there were bits in there about running with professionals as yeah. well. So, as an amateur, if you ran. So, if like a professional baseball player. That's it, yes. Did yeah. a fun run with you. Yeah. That race is contaminated because he's a professional athlete. I'd like to know where this thinking came from. Assholes. The class system, but I mean, basically. Yeah. 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 That's where it all Absolutely. started. Yeah. Gentlemen doing sport. You know, it, it was it was not the done thing to practice. It was not the done thing to, to you know, to be overly competitive. Sport was an aesthetic. It was something to be enjoyed, you know. And if, and if you were working class, your job was to fucking work. It wasn't to do athletics. It certainly wasn't to try your best. This is a paid advert from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Now, we all carry around lots of different sort of stress moments, whether it's like big or small. It could be as huge as, how am I going to pay the mortgage this month? Or, you know, I'm, I'm ill, but I don't really want to talk to anybody about that because I don't want to make them feel stressed about it as well. Or, you know, it could be just as, something as small as, how am I going to get to school pickup in time? I've got a meeting, how do I change that? How do I move that? I forgot to cancel that. And lots of the time we keep it bottled up. And whether it's big or small, it can really start to affect us negatively. And therapy is kind of a safe space to get those things off your chest. So whether it's like coming up with plans to to organize your life a little bit better or whether it's just having someone to talk to about those things you don't want to stress out your mates or your family with. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable and entirely online. You will be matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and you can switch therapists at any time. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash distant. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash distant. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The, the race or the clip of the race organizer of the Boston Marathon, whose name is Jock something. Jock Semple. 
Jock Semple. So the little I'd never heard him. Jock Sexist. <laughs> Sid the Sexist. <laughs> uh, th- that, that clip is remarkable. At least you know why he's called Jock now. <laughs> yeah, 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 I now understand where the Jock has come from in his name. I don't think he was born Jock. No. Um, but just the, the clip of this Scottish guy just saying that, you know, there's plenty of things that women can do. Why do they want oh. to do the hardest thing? Which yeah. I quite liked as well because it ages the clip, thinking that marathons are the hardest. So it's pre-ultra marathons existing. Yeah, pre-triathlon. Pre-triathlon, yeah. Pre-Iron Man and all that kind of stuff. This is like ridiculous. And then he says, along the line, no, not even along the lines of. He says, oh, no way they want to do it because, uh, I mean, they're stubborn and uh, women are stubborn. I mean, you know that, you're married. You're married. Mm. You know that, you're married. Where's marriage that prick? And you just go, fucking hell, mate. Well, Switzer, and to her great credit, if you're yes. going back to the clip that we did, I think, you know, on with BT. Yeah. In later life, she sort of builds a bridge with him and offers her yes, off, yeah, off, yeah, yeah. olive branch to him. I wouldn't give him the steam yeah. of my piss, that bloke. No. So fair play she, to her. She also... In bottled form, what are we doing? <laughs> the gloop. You wouldn't give him your piss gloop. No, I wouldn't give you the piss gloop. The gloop oh, well, off my piss. I mean, uh, you're married. You know what it's like. I don't know. They've got plenty of things they can do. they got plenty of... Plenty of things they can do, Joke, Joke I finished doing the toilet. Oh, imagine, <laughs> imagine, I've, I've run the fifteen hundred metres. I'm allowed oh, to. What a cock! What a cock! And they said ten. Then just an arbitrary. Okay, you can do ten miles. Yeah. Well, can, can I do a half marathon? Can I do thirteen? No, no, no. ten. No. Otherwise, you otherwise you just will fall out. You, you just will fall out <laughs> at the eleven mile mark. It's gonna drop out. Bobby Gibb Dick had it. run the sixty six Boston Marathon. Yeah. And I think she'd entered as Bobby Gibb. So presumably she was Roberta. Yes. Yeah. So they thought she was a man. Or one of the yes. DGs. And then, and then <laughs> Catherine, what Catherine did was she entered as KV Switzer. <laughs> she was banned then because they said, well, you're, that was fraudulent. Deception. Yeah, fraudulent. It was yeah. deception, yeah. yeah. You, Use your by, initials by, rather than by your using name. using your initials, you, you. you tricked us. No point did you say you had a uterus. Well, the one girl there, the one of the six who sat, Yes. Who said she shouldn't even be. I mean, she was, she was 17. I think she was a... Yeah, yeah. yeah. She didn't even know what was going on because it was all so secretive. Well, she was just racing. She, she just didn't get, know about this protest. She gets handed a placard right before they're about to start. What's going on here? We're not going to start. And then she what? was panicking, thinking, I'm going to get banned. I want to go to the Olympics. Yeah. That's my that's my ambition. Yeah. But the American Athletic, what it was called, Amateur Athletic Association, is going, going to stop me going to the Olympics because I've been involved yeah. in this protest. I also like the way that they especially the older women who had just discovered running by accident, mm. talked about how running made them feel, how it, it just offers you this sense of freedom. freedom. Switzer, Switzer began to run because she wanted to get in the hockey team, and her father said, if you run a mile a day, you'll be so fit, you'll, you'll definitely get into the team. And she did get into the team, but it was the running a mile a day that she fell in love with rather than the hockey. That's a bit she liked, yeah. And running's one of those sports that I've... I find that people who wax lyrical about running, I think it's really, really... I just cannot... I was really jealous listening to this mm. because to enjoy running must be a brilliant thing. I've always hated it. And it's not because I'm fat and 50 now. When I was really fit and 30, I hated running. I did I did it because mm. I had to do it for rugby training and for everything else, right? Yeah. So then, what, were you, what distances were you doing then? I would run like two or three... I'd do like two or three mile runs... Yeah. So on a three-mile run, when you're fit enough to be able to do that properly and in, and you weren't getting endorphins at the end and thinking, oh, I really enjoyed that. No, decent times. I, I, I was always trying to get under six-minute miles. 
you yeah. know. Fucking hell, that is good. So I could do it. Yeah. And I was fit and I wasn't overweight and I was, I just didn't, I never liked it. And I just thought, I'm jealous of mates of mine. Well, you're still, you're one of them, Steph, I knew well, that enjoy the process. Because if I, if I, if, if running was something that I wanted to do or yeah. enjoy doing, it would be an awful lot better for me because I would do it. Just never enjoyed it. I'm amazed you can't enjoy a six-minute mile. Oof, no. I never go anywhere near that. I don't feel good in... Le- like last night, I had to go for a run. I coached my daughter's football team, picked up my son from somewhere, and Your life, one man. of my sons. <laughs> and I was like, right, okay. It was like half eight, quarter to nine. I was like, I need to run because I need... So How far did you go? I don't know. It's about six. I think it's about six miles. Fuck a little loop. And what, a time little loop. Is, what time are you doing that in? I, just an hour. I just... Doing ten minute miles just. I think back. maybe if I, I think maybe if I'd have taken it easier. Yeah. And enjoy the scenery, but I was always trying to think I got to get a six minute mile. It was always for fitness. It was always to. It was always a means to an end. It was never the end for me. I just I couldn't wait for it to be over. That's I think that's the difference, isn't it? And when you concentrate on times and stuff, when mm. you go for longer and longer distances, you can't sustain a lot of those times. Well, I'll make Mark Oliver started running. I just see it on Twitter, Al. Oh no! Has he? Oliver put a thing on Twitter saying, just asking for some advice. He said, "I, I he said, I love it." Mm. He said, "But I'm so slow." Mm. Has anyone got any advice about how I can speed up? And the, and the one of the books just said, "If you love it, just do that. Just do it. Don't don't worry about. Yeah. Don't worry about how fast you go." No, it genuinely doesn't matter because a lot of people get put off running because you can't do a six minute mile, or you yeah. can't do an eight minute mile, or That's quick six minutes. It was quick. Yeah. That is impressive. You know, you you feel like your half marathon time isn't good enough. Mm. I thought, fuck off, it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. Just run, you just ran 13 miles. Even if you ran and walked for 13 miles, you did it. Mm. One of the women in this says, oh, you know, I had to finish regardless because I think it's Nina. Now, the pressure it? on her. I think it's Nina Kusick. She's all finished on my hands and knees if I have to because otherwise yeah. they'll say women can't do this. Yeah. Yes, yes. God, that's a hell of a pressure on you, that is. So she, she's one of the sort of instrumental people in then taking the story on, isn't she? So she's kind of... I loved her. Um... Switzer sort of says, oh, she was better than me and faster than me. And she'd taken up running because her bike broke, which I really like. That's right. <laughs> so her bike broke. Rather than getting her bike fixed, she just went, fuck it, I'll do something else. <laughs> and starts running. And it's so amateurish in that nowadays, if you're running a marathon, unless you're doing it dressed as a funk boxer or a rhinoceros. In, in which case, you're an asshole. Yeah, but, but you take... You, you take. But you're raising money for a key charity, and I you, will fund that. <laughs> but when you overtake me, I think you're an asshole. But you take your, your kit quite seriously. One of the one of the women, um, one of the six who sat in the protest, she's wearing a Superman T-shirt because she needed to run. She couldn't find a T-shirt to run in, so it's her it's husband or boyfriend's T-shirt. Yeah. And most people, if, you, if they're running the New York Marathon... Their kit is laid out the night before. They know yeah, exactly yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. They, you know, might have gone to running world or something to buy new gear because you want to look the part and you want to feel I just found it amazing that she could do a, a 26 miler in a t shirt she'd found on the floor of a bedroom that wasn't even hers. Well, I mentioned my mate Tom before, my mate Tom and Stav in the 80s when like they did like a Cardiff, was it a Barry or it must have been a Cardiff marathon, but it went, I'm not sure if it went through Barry, I don't know. But um, they just thought, well, I'll have a bit of that. No yeah. training. Yeah. Just do a marathon. Jade Goody style. They did it. great, though. They both finished yeah. it. I said, 26 yeah. miles. You've never done it before. Oh, Jesus Christ. Pretty mad. It took them like five hours, but they did it. Yeah. You see, what, what's interesting with it, so this would have been, the one that I ran in New York back in November was the 50th anniversary of this happening, of oh, okay. this protest happening. I'd never heard of it. They were, they were talking through 
in one of the sort of expo things the day before, they were talking through how I think it's now about 49% of the runners that year were female uh, compared to what it was in this era. And it's hilarious because there are still blokes who can't handle a woman running faster than them. Of course there are. And I find it absolutely fascinating that they're okay with a rhino or they're okay (laughs) with a man dressed as a jukebox. Or pantomime horse, no problem. 22 miles, I caught up with this guy, right, and started running. And I thought, oh, he's got an interesting hairstyle. That's that's really fascinating. So I sort of caught up with him, and I realized that it was a bald man who was running with a pineapple on his head. And the pineapple, well, I tried to chat to him, and the pineapple wasn't glued on. He'd been balancing it for 22. And crucially, he had been faster than me for 22 miles. Balancing a pineapple? Yes, yeah. on his head cool. whilst running. I don't think I could do 100 meters. With I couldn't do that at all. But at that point, there were guys around me who were okay with that. But then when a woman went past us, yeah. we're like, fucking hell, we're going to have to speed up here, boys. I was like, what is wrong oh, with you? God. That you're okay with a man with a pineapple being faster than you, but someone with a uterus that, as far as I can see, hasn't dropped out yet. And she's on 23 miles. By some miracle. Well, <laughs> By some then... miracle, she's made it to 23 miles, uterus intact, and your masculinity has gone fucking imploding at this point. <laughs> Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Do you remember Inspired to Ride? the documentary we yes. about the cyclists who rode their bikes from the west coast to the east coast of America. Oh, that was amazing. Two and a half thousand miles. Yeah. And they were the they were the two Italians and they were losing to the to the woman who came the highest placed woman. I think she came third. Yeah. They were serious cyclists and they just couldn't keep up with her. And they were accusing her of cheating. They were accusing her of taking performance enhancing drugs and all sorts of Being stuff. Better than them. <laughs> And then <laughs> at one stage, her chain snapped and she stopped off at a bike shop and they, and they couldn't mend it. Mm. So she had to carry on and she found a mechanic who made her a new chain from scratch. Mm. And they were catching her up, obviously, because this is an unplanned stop. And she still won. And I was so delighted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, were, they were gutted. They were absolutely yeah. furious that she was beating them. Yeah. It is odd. Yeah. do you mean that tragic? There we go. <laughs> There's one bloke in this who comes out of it oh, no, he, quite well. He quite, does, but he's a... He does, and also, he doesn't. He does, exactly. Which is, again, really... Because they haven't sort of... I love it when it's not black and white, and he's definitely exactly, not black and white. They haven't papered over this. <laughs> Absolutely not. And the more research you do into him, the more you find he's probably you? not. Oh, okay. Like, you, you get, yeah, yeah. So, Fred Lebeau. I did, he's one of those blokes I didn't want to scrape. I didn't want to scratch too deeply. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's a good documentary about the New York Marathon, which kind of goes into, yeah. Interesting chap, isn't he? Yeah. So, 
So he basically wants his marathon to be better than Boston. the Boston Marathon. So he's the race organizer for the New York Marathon. Partly wants women to run in his race because he wants women to run in his race. And Nina Kusick is part of his organizing committee. So partly he does. Partly he's a very practical. He's an ally in a lot of ways, isn't he? Yeah, in, in many ways he is an ally. And in some ways he's an ally to Hugh And in <laughs> some ways, like his promotional campaign of getting Playboy bunnies into the park to promote his event and getting a leg waxing. Well, one of the runners said if, if they'd run it, no matter yeah. how slowly they did it, it wouldn't matter, but just do it. Don't just, yeah. don't just turn up, be a Playboy bunny and then go home. Yes. Yeah. Don't and say, say you're going to run it, do it and then don't run do it. Do it. Yeah. So he gets the press there. Which what a, a what thing. a publicist, mate. Yeah, well, this is the thing. So I I don't think any of his approaches stand to the test of time no, they at don't, all. At all. Do you notice though, mate? None of those women runners would slag him out. That that is interesting. No. Yeah, I noticed that. There's the one bit of the clip where they say his two passions were running and women, which is <laughs> painting someone in a certain light. But yeah, none of them criticize. There's nothing wrong with fancying women, though, is there? Um, you know. no, there isn't at all. No, 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 there isn't. Nothing wrong with being charming, nothing wrong with, you know, and, and if as long as the women are, are up for it, there's nothing wrong with if he wants to carry with a lot of Playboy bunnies. Isn't it's no skin off mine, though. It's no skin off mine either. You know, I mean, he turned that from a nothing race into the world's biggest, no, he didn't on his own. Well, no, it's a big driver for it. Yeah, yeah. Big driver for getting the funding in to turn it into what it is now, which is the biggest race in the world. And. <laughs> was part of this protest. Is it easy to get into the New York Marathon? No, no, it's really hard. So, you know, I was lucky that the guys at Grassroots Soccer got in touch with me. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Did it that way around, because the chances of getting in via a ballot... I mean, if you live there, it's much easier to get in because you can right, so. run in some of their other races and then you get qualification. Okay. But no, really hard. Now, I do miss that sort of early 70s gung-ho spirit about doing things yeah and a lot of that stuff isn't if you if you look through the lens of now a lot of that stuff's unacceptable obviously yeah but it wasn't then no but you, you the context being not to just a lot it. a lot of those clips at the start of the podcast where it's sort of men talking about women's sport on telly and on the mm. radio almost and, like almost like a side show like a laugh well like a, this is what i was gonna say a male presenter's link when they when they are talking about female sport in the sixties, is absolutely damning, and you can just tell what they think about women's sport, and they just re- they almost always reduce it to being a a beauty competition yeah. every it, single time. It's it, it's it's in, incredible some of the links actually. The, the the one link that I don't think is the worst one by any stretch, but the one that stays in my mind is the one where he says. Uh, Amongst the hairy legs and smell oh, of liniment, yeah. there's perfume. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the smell of perfume. <laughs> perfume and women running. <laughs> so, yeah. Mate, fuck, well, like, how long did you spend on that? 27 seconds getting into the car park? <laughs> and this young lady, is uh, she's going to train for um, uh, the USA team. And uh, she's a runner. She's got a beautiful form. And I think you know what I mean. And oh, then they go, oh, you can yeah. say what you want. We love you. Well, this is a blah, 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 a thoroughly enjoying covering uh, the women's running. And they blow. Yeah, he goes, he goes, girls, or should I say, should I call them women? You can call yeah. them whatever you like. I could almost hear his erection. But they, be- <laughs> they become, rather than being sports presenters, they then become like sort of dodgy one-show presenters. 
but really cheesy links about yes. how attractive the women are. It's yes. really, really weird, actually. Yeah, it is. Which is good. It's good that it's jarring these days, isn't it? Absolutely. Because yeah. you yeah. listen to that in the 60s, they would, you would have gone in one ear or the other. It wouldn't have, yeah, of course. wouldn't yeah. have paid a blind bit of attention to it. Apart from the women in that era of feminism in the 1960s, who just thought, what the what is happening here? Because obviously, you know, the feminist movement was enormous in I'm talking about swimming against the US. The tie, bloody hell. I mean, the yeah, ball, yeah, the but balls you know, they so, have, ironically. <laughs> I was going to say, not much. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, much better word for the balls. I was going to say cojones, but that's the same thing in Spanish. <laughs> ovaries. Oh, yeah, the ovaries they had. Yeah, which hadn't fallen out. Yeah. <laughs> amazing women. Not just amazing people, really. Yeah. yeah. But he was a real character in it. And I was I was amazed he got away as lightly as he did. Yeah, with some of those marketing stunts. But he, when he's been interviewed, he sort of says, "I live in New York. If you're not bloody promoting yourself, what, yeah, you're dying basically. You've got to." Yeah, it's, it's, I think his logic always was, "I can get the press here. If I can yeah. get the media here, then you know." And if you're doing that, and the outcome is a good thing, yeah, you know, do, do ends justify means? I think I think I think the women in this would would say that they did. So strange way of doing things. What's the the wax, the leg waxing manufacturer that sort of tied into that fun run. Oh, something lovely something legs. legs. Lovely, yeah. yeah, I think it is lovely. Something legs. like that. Yeah. yeah, they couldn't do a half marathon. Yeah, so was it ten miles? I can't remember what it was in the end. Something like that. Yeah, they want to call it a mini marathon because they want to tie it into mini skirts as well. That was the other reason. That was yeah, it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is it a mini? Is it a mini? Is it a maxi? Uh, skirts are the order of the day here. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. Seem to be. Well, there's me saying we're past those days. I'm saying that as a bloke. I don't. I don't know if we are past those days. Yeah, we're saying this is. I think. I think it's. I think it's better. Three middle-aged blokes. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. All fine. I've never had a problem with sexism. <laughs> I think. I think we've solved it. <laughs> it's never affected me one, one, one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, I've never encountered sex, and therefore it doesn't exist. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically how we look at it. Oh, we always get some prick, you know, talking about when some if some black person's talking about opportunities or whatever on the. You know, that's bollocks. Yeah. Is it? I'm yeah. Just because you're white, I'm just wondering why... Yeah, we f- why you, you think f- that's bollocks. <laughs> why you feel qualified to comment on that? It doesn't say anywhere on this that you have to be white to get the job. Is that, well, oh, that's not, that's no. not, that's not how know. it works, mate, is it? That's no. not the thing. Just have a look around the room. I tell you what's good, with, you've done this before with an audio doc. When you got stuff to do, and I was incapacitated yesterday, like I said, so I was listening, listening to this um, in between my documentaries about ancient civilizations. Yeah. What a great way to flip in yeah. consumer documentary, though. Yeah, yeah, I love it. This is what I spent a lot of my career doing, mm. was making these sorts of things. And I love I, you know, proper. I tell you what, mate. Tell us the ESPN, because at the end, when there's the credits, like our credits, yeah. there are us three, and sometimes an editor. Absolutely. And they've got about 40 people there. Yeah, well, the credits take five minutes. Yeah, yeah, that, that is the one thing I noticed. Jody just goes through a list of people. Yeah. And I'm thinking... Mm. I have to make these on my own at the BBC. <laughs> exactly. Fucking hell. Yeah. I should have taken 18 different salaries. <laughs> Could have go back and invoice them. Fuck. You would though, wouldn't you? You'd do a 30-minute doc on your own radio. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I need more. I need more money, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to listen to it, it's called The Six Who Sat. There's a link to it on our episode description this week. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right. It's time to wrap things up for this episode, which means it's time for the book section, which I think I'm right is yours, Mike. Yeah, and I'm going to pick one which just got sent to me, funnily enough. Excellent. But I'm not sure I've done it. I'm, I'm sure I haven't done this before, Steph. Okay, let's have a... By, by all means, leave this, this, this query in. Penguin Stop Play. I've got so Penguin many... Stop Play. I think I did that oh, the other day. Yeah. Oh, have you given this to me? I didn't. Did I give that to you? Oh. I don't know. It's a great book. This is really confusing. No, I did that the other day because someone gave it to me. Did I give it to you? And I said, I like, I said, I like the sound of it. You must have dropped it off. Oh, you silly bugger. Oh, that doesn't count. Then let me get another one. <laughs> this is great. That's why this stuff should stay in. I just started reading it. It's a lovely little toilet read, isn't it? It's a really, really good book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. That's really funny. <laughs> Does it look like a thumbed copy? Harry Thompson there becoming the first person we reviewed twice. Brilliant. And both decided it was very, very good. Well, let me get another book out of minute. I think we got to that point, haven't we? 143 episodes. Because we used to do three books as well for the first, like, Yeah, we've done about 25. I'll tell you what's a really good idea, mate. Go on. This is not me trying to play for time, which, but I am. No, you are. But um, your bad back's not going to assist you getting this book off the shelf. No, not at all. So, on. some uh, one of our lovely patrons is sending me a book. Yes. He's sending me um, Gonzo Davis, the uh, Eddie Butler. Good book. Because right? so I tried to get it and it was sold out on eBay. Good book. Uh, he said, does anyone want this? He said, I said, I'll have it. I'd love to read it. Mm. You know, if you want, I'll send you, I'll send you one back from my collection. Yeah. Loads of you. And then someone said, we should get like a bit of a, bit of a Patreon swap shop going on. Like it. Like I've it. I've got tons of books here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a good idea. I like that. Great idea, isn't it? Yeah, that's very nice. I like that. So, okay. What should I pick? I don't know, do I? I can't see what you can see. I don't know what I got here. It'll be something I definitely haven't read. <laughs> don't make me laugh. It really, it really happened. Uh, done it. Done it. Done it. Done it. Done it. Done it. Done. Need. Got. 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 got need. See the thing? <laughs> I can't get up, right? This is great. I generally cannot get off my chair. I like this. I was chuffed that I had Penguin stop play on the desk. <laughs> now you've already picked it. Fucked. By the, so the, only, the only thing I got on the desk, I got two Chris Needs autobiographies. <laughs> 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 I was going to say you can't cross the streams. I do that when yeah. I on the one I do with Anxiety. Yeah. I can't do that. Can't do that. Though. I've got a John Ronson book. Which one? Um, Out of the Ordinary. Cardiff boy. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got beaten. Two else I can reach. Park Lake and is still quite scarred by the experience. I've got my Everyman Cinema passes. They're not good to that's anybody. Not, that's well, they're good to me right now. And then there's stuff up there that is just like tantalisingly close, but I can't reach. <laughs> have I done the Stuart Pierce book? I think I have. I don't know. I've done Stuart Pierce. I don't think we have. And he signed it for me. Hmm. Shall I get my Stuart Pierce book? If you can reach it. My book for this week, Steph, yes, hi. is a book by Stuart Pierce called Never Stop Dreaming. Okay. My Euro 96 story. Oh, cool. Uh, sounds right up uh, yours and Alice's alley, to be honest. It is. Written with a fellow called Oliver Holt. Yes, I know Oliver. Says inside, to Mike, best wishes, Stuart Pierce. Seriously? Oh, yeah, he's read it. So I'll just read the inside sleeve, because that's... All I can see without my glasses on, and I can't reach my glasses. <laughs> this is the best book review ever. No, sorry, mate. I'm in pain here. I'm in agony. Never mind 30 years of hurt, Stuart Pearce had waited six... I'm sure I've done this. Glenn, some of these people have come from Stoke. 
<laughs> I can only apologize to the listeners, honestly, but I am in bloody bits here. I'll read the sleeve, and if I've done it before, you're just checking the Wikipedia. You? I'll check the Wikipedia while you talk. Check that. And if if I have, I'll pick another one that I've, that I've read. That I've definitely, I'll keep definitely on picking read. ones that I've definitely yeah. read. Pretty good book, that. Just check. It's fucking hundreds um, of episodes. <laughs> I know. Right. You can't search it, can we? Right. Control left oh, on yeah. the Wikipedia page, I would. What? Control can left on the Wikipedia page. How would I? Well, it's got really? all the books on the Wikipedia page. So let me yeah. find them. Can't see it. I'll read it then. Shall I read the inside sleeve again? Yeah, you go for it, man. Never mind 30 years of hurt, Stuart Pearce had waited six long years for redemption. In 1990, a shootout failure had signaled England's World Cup exit. And Euro 96 would be his last opportunity to put things right. Never Stop Dreaming is the candid and compelling account of how Pearce exercised his demons as England captain came within tantalising reach of a final but were thwarted once more by German penalty-taking prowess. Belying his psycho nickname, Pierce's account of a tournament which united and entranced the nation is as measured as it is revelatory. His friendships with two contrasting characters who would prove key to three lines tilted the trophy, Paul Gascoigne and Gareth Southgate, are explored in depth. The book takes us from emotional wasteland of Pierce's spot kick calamity in Turin to the current England manager's numbingly similar experience when the Euro 96 final beckoned. Along the way, Pierce provides analysis and anecdotes on everything from the merits of Terry Venable's Christmas tree formation to the misery of giving a Euroid sample. From Gaz's mercurial character of, U- of Euro 96's role in revitalising English football. Poignant, hilarious, evocative, and thought provoking, never stop dreaming of the entire story of the summer football came home. Wow. And I got about two chapters into it. Yeah. And I just stopped reading it, but I was enjoying it. That's good. So I, I will. Now, now that I, the thing is. People keep sending me stuff, right? Or I, I keep buying stuff. Yes. And then I think, well, that looks interesting. Because mm. I've got no, I'm very bad at attending to stuff. Yes. <laughs> so I'll be two chapters into this health. book, for instance. Yeah, you, right? yeah. Which I was really enjoying. Yeah. And then someone sent me something else. Something different. Well, that something looks interesting. I'll, I'll start reading that. Your magpie. And I'll start reading that. Yeah. And then I end up putting this to the side. That's what happens in so life. I'll, it's okay. I'll give that another go again. So in terms so of my book choice. Stuart Pierce selections so far on the podcast, due to Alice yes. discovering this witchcraft that I've never heard of before. I've never heard of it before in my life. So, episode 32, Stuart Pierce penalty redemption, Ellis James choice. Okay. Episode 44. That was two and a half years ago. I know. Episode 44, Jonathan Pierce commentating on the Kung Fu kick. Again, Ellis's choice. Stuart Pierce sticks David James up front. Ellis James. Stuart Pierce super fan by Ellis James. Episode (laughs) 16. Stuart Pierce in New Stranglers video, episode 73. That was you? James choice. Yeah, and then there's a Mike Pierce selection as well. Oh, that was the good, only old Pierce. good old Pierce pod. Pierce, good old Pierce Pierce pod. Well, safe to say, Al, you'd enjoy this book. <laughs> <laughs> you might have written it, Al. <laughs> What's it called? It's called Stuart Pierce, Never Stop Dreaming. Okay. I'm looking at my copy. You can't have this copy because this one says, to Mike, best wishes, Stuart. Unless you're called Mike and you're on the Patreon group. <laughs> In which case. If you call Stefan and on the Patreon group and I've got a copy somewhere, you can have that. There we go. That's fine.